Many thoughts. Only Jamber. Actually, we could probably just end the episode now. Nothing else important happens. No other plot points were relevant in my brain. Only Jamber. <laughs> We have the side. Bronna is the Freddy because she keeps doing the countdown. Thanks for coming to iCarly. I don't think she's nearly as chaotic as Sam. <laughs> I Anubis. Anyway. I Sabuna, <laughs> except there's no I in I Sabuna. would carry around a butter sock, though. Let's just be real. I would carry around a butter sock. <laughs> no, it would be a no, cheese, stock. cheese sock because Wisconsin. Today we are recapping House of Protection, House of Letters. This is a weird in-between episode in which we only have three boys in Anubis' house. Is that ever going to happen again? No, I don't think so. We have a new house mother in this episode, and speaking of house mothers, we got some housekeeping to discuss. Um, firstly, everyone, if you haven't, please send us some voice memos. We haven't reminded you about the voice memos in a while, but if you go on our page on Anchor, you can submit voice memos and we will probably react to them on the show, and you'll get to have your voice on our podcast. So do that. Send us your hot takes on season two. Send us how excited you are for Eddie to come next week. Send us how excited you are for Send Penny. us your favorite crack ship, because we love crack ships. Yeah. Tell us about your favorite Do crack like ship. Do like a vocal... Read us a fan fiction. I'll include that in our podcast, but we'll react to it. I need like a really dramatic reading of the Nettie Summer Romance No, fic, like... no. If they do that, I will immediately include it in the podcast. Get out of here. Um, speaking of Nettie, Emily has a Nettie video she made, so everyone go watch it. Can you believe I made it just because, like, I thought Brenna, like, I thought I needed to, like, scold her into working on her midterm. And I was like, hmm, what can I bribe her with? And I was like, hmm, nutty video. So, yeah, she has, like, kind of, like, an up-and-coming YouTube channel. It's kind of, like, indie. You should check it out. It's called Musical Wheaton. You may not have heard of it. Um, That's where the edit is. (laughs) You may not have heard of it. Okay, we open with the iconic intro, and then we go to the tunnels where Amber gets hit by a beam of light and starts screaming, help. Nina and Fabian bang on the door. Fabian asks her what she can see. Amber says that she can see nothing and that there was a big flash of light and now her eyes don't work. Fabian says, booby trap. Amber keeps banging on the door and Nina notices a button on the side. Fabian presses it and the door rotates, letting Amber out. Fabian grabs her arm to help her. The poster of Robert Fobersher Smythe starts speaking, saying, To those who trespassed where they do not belong, the beacon of light is your warning song. Your eyes shall not see, all shall be dark, until Ra completes his blazing arc. Fabian says that Ra is the sun god and represents the sun's arc from dawn to dusk. Nina realizes that the blazing arc will last one day. Amber says, well, hold up. I won't be able to see for a whole day, 24 hours. I have a beauty regime. This doesn't just happen. Fabian waves his hand in front of her face. I just laughed out loud at Amber being like, I have a beauty regime. I love her so much. Me too. This is an Amber Millington appreciation podcast. All of our intro and our outro are just Amber. So we come to the house where a woman walks in holding a dog. I just, just go away already. Like she just walks in the house, doesn't even say anything. And I'm like, get out of here. You don't belong here. Leave. This was also my note. Okay, I think we've talked about this, but, like, Vera, I think, is one of the more annoying villains. Like, she's not, like, she's not pure evil like Denby was. She's just annoying and kind of creepy because she, we'll talk about it later, but, like, 
her every time she interacts her and her victor's interactions like that's all i'm gonna say uh, <laughs> i hate them <laughs> so, oh. i said i wish the show had a house dog <laughs> I said, yes, I also wish the show had a house dog, but we kind of did get a house dog in season three because Letdown exists. Love but that. we needed a house dog all three seasons. We need house dogs at all times. So Fabian asked Amber if she's sure she pulled the book with Toss on the spine as Nina waves her hand in front of Amber's face. Amber says she's sure on account of actually being able to see back then. Fabian says that there must be a way to shut the trap off, and Nina says there is, pointing to the picture of Robert Frobisher Smith in which he's wearing an amulet. Nina says, look, looking into amulets. Amber says, oh, hello, insensitive. Nina says that Amber s- said the amulets were protect for the amulets were for protection. She wonders if they're protection from booby traps. I would just like to know who photographed Robert Frobisher Smythe wearing the amulet. And did like did they say anything? Were they like, what is this weird necklace, sir? That seems a little sus to me. Uh, Nina's like uh, being oddly smart this episode, first and foremost. Also, Amber going hello insensitive was so funny, and like I don't know why, but like or why. The woman with the dog says, "Ding dong, anyone home?" Trudy runs into the foyer wearing cleaning gloves and asks if she can help her. The woman says she's looking for Victor and introduces herself as Vera Devonish, the new house mother. Trudy says, so soon? Uh, I'm Trudy, the old one. Victor walks down the stairs and Trudy introduces them. I do not understand why they're, like, replacing Trudy because it's, like, the job, her, her job at the exhibition is going to be temporary. So, like, you mean to tell me they, like, couldn't have somehow, like, moved, like, I don't want to say house mother, like, they couldn't have shared house mothers. Like, where did Trudy go live during the exhibition, too? Because, like, she clearly lives at the house. But then, like, the exhibition kicks off and then she's not living at the house anymore. So, like, you mean to tell me Trudy, like, could not have, like, and I know, like, that would have been working two jobs or whatever. Like, have been, like, basically, like, she took care of the kids at night still. You mean to tell me she couldn't have still, like, if the kid had a nightmare and, like, woke them up screaming like Patricia did, like, not still been there? You mean to tell me they couldn't have somehow found a way for, like, the other house mothers or other people on campus to step up and help feed the kids or you mean to tell me like Trudy wouldn't have had like a day off to like meal prep and like still gotten paid for taking care of the kids and being their house mother you mean to tell me Trudy could not have made like six five days of meals put them in the freezer and been like here's how you cook written instructions on all of them theoretically Trudy could do this stuff at the library while the kids are in class and maybe that would take like some of the time she normally spends, like, cleaning or, like, doing laundry or whatever she does when the kids are in class. But theoretically, couldn't she just get paid extra for doing the library stuff and maybe, like, someone else end up helping out with the cleaning or something while the kids are in class? And Trudy still, like, make them food when they're not in class and whatever, because that seems... We find out there are three other houses. So, like, you mean to tell me they couldn't have, like, shifted people around or had, like, other house... Like... not to say that I don't wouldn't think having a house mother is a hard time like a hard job like you mean to tell me you couldn't have like split Trudy's work up amongst like three other house mothers or like other like employees like odd job men there were definitely like they like completely hire like replace her and that's like the thing I don't understand her job is like her job at the library is temporary they didn't need like or did Vera take the job knowing her job, like, her job was temporary? 
Like, I don't get it. It could be. Like, I was thinking. trying to be in the house. Like, at Disney, we do this thing called a temporary assignment where, like, it's common for people to, like, go to a new position for, like, a short amount of time. And then someone else will get a temporary assignment to fill in your position. And then, like, once the time period ends, everyone goes back. So maybe that could happen. But I don't know. I still am team keep Trudy in the house because we don't like Vera. (laughs) Yeah. F Vera. Please leave already. We have to deal with her for so long. All my homies hate Vera. It's me. I'm the homies. Yeah. Same. So then, Vera drops her dog on the ground and Victor realizes that it's stuffed. Vera asks if he thinks that's weird. Victor says, thank you, Trudy, and waves dismissively. She says, oh, right, I'll just. As Victor asks Vera, she has an interest in taxidermy. She says it started with Dolores. She was devastated when she passed away and couldn't let go so she didn't. Victor says he felt the same about Corby or his raven. Vera seems excited. Victor says she could introduce him to her later and says, Cormier is quite magnificent. Vera says she'd like that. It's time for our weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. It's it's hard to tell when you're just like explaining what's going on in this scene, but let me tell you, the sexual tension in this scene, <laughs> I am very uncomfortable with the sexual tension in the studio today. It's just not a good time. The flirting is so weird. The energy in this studio is not it, Chief. The, the showrunners, producers know what they were doing when they did this. Did they know? I'm sure it wasn't written to be like that, but that, it's like, because like you can't put tension in a... I mean, I don't know, unless they put it in the parentheses, but... I think it's like the Payson thing where it's just kind of an accident. They're definitely intentionally flirting. The Payson thing was definitely accidental. I mean, I think they are flirty, but like... Yeah, I'm sure it was supposed to be a little flirty, but like the energy just got... Intense. It was just very weird. Creepy. (laughs) And they have like a a weird fetish for like stuffed animals. Not like stuffed animals. Like taxidermy. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're so turned on by each other's taxidermy. It's so bad. Why did I almost go? Are they furries? No. Yes, it do. (laughs) Oh no. Season three of Fabian in the the mascot costume. No. No. Fabian is the furry in this relationship. Oh, no. I don't like it here. In the tunnels, Nina and Fabian are in the room behind the bookcase wearing amulets. They hold hands as the beam of light shines at them and stops at the amulets. They're super excited that they worked and awkwardly let go of each other's hands. This holding hands thing was really cute. What the heck? This was cute. And I just want to know, like, Fabina has, like, more cute moments when they're just friends than anything else. And I don't understand why. Flirty friends Fabina is great, but actual couple Fabina is about not great. I know, it doesn't make any sense, but, you know. I said they were really banking on this working. Like, what if the amulets didn't protect them from getting blinded? And all three of them are just stuck in the cellar blind now because, you know, Fabian <laughs> both decided to go test out this amulet thing. That'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know we, that would be bad, but I, I would be laughing. <laughs> like, what if they were wrong? Why did only one of them try this to see if it would work? They were like, let's both try it to see if it'll work. As if, if it doesn't work, they're not both going to end up blind. And then they're Amber, Nina, and Fabian are just in the cellar. How are they getting out of the cellar? They're all just blind. <laughs> Amber screams out from the other room. And Nina says that maybe they should get Amber out of there before she hurts herself or them. 
I know we just briefly touched on this, but why did they leave Amber by herself? No brain cell. I don't know. One of them should have stayed with Amber, and the other one should have gone to test the amulet theory. But Nina should have gone in, because if the amulet didn't work, at least I would trust Fabian to be the one to get them upstairs intact. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd trust Fabian more than Nina to do that. And it was Nina's idea. True, so... So the next morning, we see Patricia and Joy walking in the hall, and then they and Mara walk in breakfast to see Victor and Vera into full breakfast. Abby walks in and says, Wow, Victor introduces them to Vera and tells them to be polite and respectful at all times that they can. I didn't make this note, but I thought it of the sh- way that they show like them walking in the hallway and then they like move, kind of follow them into the a different shot of them like walking from the hallway into the dining room was cool. We love good cinematography. Good job. <laughs> Good job. You're becoming Joy me. Asked Tr- if Trudy has start- started at the library already and Vera says she left half an hour ago and she can tell she's got big boots to fill and tells them anything they need to come to her. She then asks if they want blueberry pancakes and Alfie says amazeballs and Mara says she seems nice and Patricia says she's going to give Trudy a run for her money. Vera brings more food. Alfie starts playing with his food like in one hand he has a sausage and the other hand he has what looks like a tortilla i think it might be a crepe that was my guess oh maybe but what was he gonna do with it i don't know (laughs) who decided alfie's catchphrase was gonna be amazeballs and why there were so many gifts of this yeah i definitely used it as a reaction gif a lot i remember but why was that like such an iconic like thing for the fandom it was it definitely was like, we all said that, but I think Alfie said it baseballs, like, here. The scene, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Joy was, Joy looked so sad when she found out Trudy already left. And then, um, Patricia saying, you might give, like, Trudy, she might give Trudy a run for her, her money. Don't speak that into existence, ma'am. Mars is mixed probably in the air by now and asks if they're sure she's done the right thing. Joy says, yes, you've done the right thing. It was very unselfish. We're here for you, really, and grabs food. Patricia says what she said, but louder and faster. I got a little emotional because I do not remember this scene and I was just like oh my god Mara oh my god Mick I'm just emotional and sad and I miss Mick. I said this is ironic because Joy is acting like this as if she has ever shut up about Fabian a day in her life. I continue to be Patricia with advice because I'm just like I agree but louder and faster. Vera says it's nice to see her food being appreciated. Jerome comes in and says she's bright and discerning and scrambles his eggs just so. Nina and Fabian help a sunglasses-wearing Amber into the room. Jerome asks where the sun is. Nina says she has allergies. She had a reaction to her face mask. They must contain. Alfie pipes in with raspberries. Nina says, right, raspberries. They're like her kryptonite. I thought Alfie was being pretty cute in this scene. I like how he like instantly was like, oh, it had to be this, what she's allergic to. Like, what can I do to help you? Are you okay? Like... I'm soft for Alfie. Also, I really hate the like delayed reaction in my brain that when they were like, when Nina's like, she had an allergic reaction to her face mask. I thought she meant like the medical one, not the skincare <laughs> oh. one. Hello, 2021. Alfie says he'll go get her something, but she says no fuss. All I'm left is my dignity and then falls on the ground. Amber says it's okay. That happens all the time. Like, so they think Amber like went blind because she had an allergic reaction to like her face mask? Maybe it like puffed up her eyes or something and it's, you know, just swelling or I don't know. I don't know. They didn't they are kind of believing this very quickly. <laughs> like Amber had an allergic to reaction to her face mask cannot see. 
I'd be like going to a medical professional immediately. <laughs> That's true. They're all like, oh, okay. Like, sure, you can go to class. <laughs> Amber stands up and sits back down again. And this time she is basically on Jerome's lap and she starts grabbing some food for herself. Nina clears her throat and says, Amber. Jerome says, good morning. Amber feels Jerome's face and says, what? So a girl can't sit on her friend's knee anymore and continues to pat the table. There's just so much to unpack in this scene. Uh, first one is a stretch. So Nina's trying to get Amber's attention. Is it to help her get off of Jerome's lap? Or is it because she's sitting on her man's <laughs> lap? <laughs> Jarena Jamber love triangle. Confirmed. Um, <laughs> but also, this is just like such an iconic Jamber scene. I was laughing the whole way. Also, the way she like emphasizes friend as if she needed to like clarify that Jerome's her friend, even though like we all know. We all know. Did she not feel that she sat down on his lap? Like, ma'am. I was thinking that, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't feel she was sitting on a person? Did she just think it was, like, Alvie? So she didn't care? So many questions. She was, like, only half on. She wasn't, like, completely on his lap. So, like, yeah. she not, like, not noticed that, like, her body wouldn't have been, like, level? Like, what? You can feel that you were sitting on another person. That's all I'm saying. Apparently you can if you're Amber. Or she just, like, it happened and she realized what was happening and she was so embarrassed that she just had to, like, replay it off and be like, I meant to do that, duh. I just said if Jamber isn't a thing, why is she in his lap? I mean, you're right and you should say it. Yeah, because even, I think from, like, a writing point of view, like, why wouldn't they make her sit in Alfie's lap or something? Like, why Jerome specifically? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were looking through our Tumblr tag. Yes. I thought it'd be more embarrassing if she sat on, like, Jerome's lap as opposed to, like, her boyfriend's. Okay, but if they were going for, like, the embarrassing thing, I feel like Fabian would have been, like, 200 times funnier. That would have been really funny. Because <laughs> Fabian would just, like, would not know what to do with himself. <laughs> or even, like, Joy or Patricia's lap. Like, I feel like Jerome isn't, like, funny. Jerome's reaction wasn't even, like, necessarily funny. He was just like, good morning. Like, he wasn't <laughs> like, I mad guess. about it. <laughs> Actually, you know what the funniest one would have been? What? It would have been Mara's. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yes. Or I would have loved if this happened, like, an episode later and it was Eddie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Iconic. Especially if Eddie was still new, he'd be like, oh, like, oh <laughs> these British God. girls. His first morning in the house. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my god like if they brought eddie in immediately after mick leaving and eddie was just there and that's the first time any of them met him. <laughs> that's how amber and eddie meet is because she's blind and sits on his lap pure chaos they're like they just recover and they're like this is a typical british greeting and he's like uh well no he'd probably flirt with her he'd be like oh okay like i'm already like in the uk or something like that I mean, you're right. And then Alfie would get all mad. It'd be, uh, it would be so funny. I mean, the I'm opportunity. Glad we got Jamber, but it would have been funny. Anyway, that was a choice that I said, especially because we know now that they told people that they had to like high five and not hug. They had to do things in a Nickelodeon way. All their physical contact had to be in a Nickelodeon way. I don't know how that was in a Nickelodeon way, but okay. <laughs> that was a choice because people can't even hug. They have to high five and yeah, Amber can just straight up sit in Jerome's lap. It's not like we ever see like the sh- like any of the like romantic ships sitting like on each other. You get some very close like basically sharing seat moments, but you don't get any like lap sitting. It's true. Hmm. I-, I have many, many thoughts. Head, head full, head jammer. <laughs> 
Many thoughts. Only Jamber. Actually, we could probably just end the episode now. Nothing else important happens. No other plot points were relevant in my brain. Only Jamber. <laughs> Mr. Sweet runs into Trudy in the hall. She is carrying a large stack of books. She says, who put me in charge of priceless exhibits, eh? Mrs. Andrews walks up to Mr. Sweet and says that Jasper's keeping Trudy busy and the new house holder must have her hands full. Mr. Sweet says that Victor can't compliment Vera enough and that he's glad since there was only one applicant. Mrs. Andrews says that she put applicants on his desk that were on file and he says he only saw the one, but so it's obviously meant to be. Mrs. Andrews is like already so sus of Vera, but like I also really want to know why Mrs. Andrews was like involved in the hiring process. Maybe that's like a role that she takes on. Like I do hiring stuff at work, so I wasn't like that weirded out by it. Like maybe Mr. Sweeney's help. Yeah, it could have been like an all hands on deck situation. I don't know. Yeah, this school doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, in the hierarchy of the ha- the school, it's Victor, Mr. Sweet. Apparently, Mrs. Andrews is like right below Mr. Sweet. Maybe yeah. There's no other faculty at this point, so. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see jason and esther again so (laughs) you'll never see me again jason's dead actually at this point so i mean probably siri play illicit affairs in a sad way (laughs) in a nickelodeon way as they walk to class jerome tells mara that he has a short list of pis since he promised poppy mara says he cares for his sister deep down and he says no he has a reputation to uphold of getting things done and never compromising Mara asks what P.I. he's getting, and he says the cheapest one. Mrs. Andrews tells Joy she's worried about her schooling because she was absent last year and has fallen behind. Joy says it was kind of Mrs. Andrews' fault. Mrs. Andrews tells her that she wants her to get a tuning partner, and Joy says, August study buddy, but then she sees Fabian walking in carrying all of Amber's stuff and asks if she gets to choose who it is and smiles. Um, I just want to, like, commend Joy. Like, call her the F out. Her being like, oh, you missed a lot of class, Joy. And she's like, yeah, it was your fault. <laughs> Joy was ready to fight. And for that, I support her. Yeah, I said second it. Like, she, y'all weren't concerned about her education when you straight up kidnapped her. Also, I love this study buddy thing for her. Like, <laughs> now I don't have to be, like, upset when she's trying to flirt with Fabian because he's single again. So <laughs> I'm like, go live your best life. Go make Fabian your study buddy. <laughs> like, I'm rooting for you, Joy. Now that he's single, we are in support. Now it's okay. Damien asks Amber if she needs all this stuff, and she says not to play the victim, but since she heroically took one for the team, it is too heavy. Fabian says to that time's never gone so slowly. Amber talks so loudly in the scene, and I don't know why. But she's straight up like, since I heroically took one for this team, like, ma'am, that is so, like, that's gonna raise some suspicions. Do you think it's because she's blind? She's like, I need to talk louder. Because... <laughs> Like, which doesn't make any sense, but it's something that would make sense to Ramper. Like, it makes sense, because I actually was thinking that when I was, like, typing my note. I was like, well, maybe she's, like, talking louder because, like, she's blind and it's, like, a sensory thing. But I'm like, it's also a Nickelodeon show, so I don't think it would be that deep. That's true. (laughs) Unless that was, like, Anna making a choice as an actress, being like, I bet Amber would be shouting. I would support her in that choice. Jerome and Mara meet with a PI, and Jerome says he wasn't exactly what he's expecting. The PI says, big hair, bad attitude, you're exactly what I expected, and then says, so you've lost someone. Mara asks if he's even a real PI. He says, rule one, don't question me, don't question my methods. Mara says, that is two rules. He says, rule three, don't answer back. Jerome asks if he's making the rules up as they go along. He says, rule four, refer to rule number one, and says he wants to get started. 
I have seen season two so many times at this point. I have zero memory of this man and this scene. Uh, just insert the Kiki Palmer video her here. <laughs> I remember the PI, but I don't remember this scene. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why it just didn't stick with me. I feel like this is one. This is I think like there's another moment of this episode where I'm like I have no recollection of this, and I don't know if it's because this is very much like a filler episode, which is fine. We need a good filler episode, but there's just I'm having a good time. <laughs> I am also having a good time, but it's Me just too. one of those things where I'm like, I don't recall this, but okay, I guess. I, I love a filler episode for any show, and I know that's weird, but like, I never am here really for the plot. I'm always here for a good time. So in filler episodes, it's usually just like the characters having a good time, being a squad, etc., etc. So usually filler episodes are like my favorite episodes. That's fair. Um, Amber is asking Nina if she's sure her outfit looks okay. Then Sankara appears and Nina guess. Amber says what and squints. Sankara says that don't let this delay her and Nina says don't. And then says to Amber, don't change that top. Sankara here also, I didn't write this in the notes, but she's like putting her hand up. So like kind of looks like she's about to like give Amber a mark too. And that's why Nina says don't. Sankara says find it or face the consequences. Amber asks Nina if she opened the window because it's freezing. Nina says she needs fresh air and drags Amber out of the room. So, Nina, I know this is asking a lot from you, but can you please, like, just give your lies, like, a second thought before you speak them? So that's a big ask for Nina. I don't know about that. <laughs> At the library, Trudy asks Victor how the new house mother is, and she says she doesn't want him getting over her just yet, tapping him with her pen. Trudy's, like, flirting with Victor here, also, for some reason. Victor starts talking about how impressive Vera is. Annoying Trudy. Jasper asks for help moving a box. Victor sees the mark of Anubis on another box and touches it. In the attic, Vera has drawn the mask of Anubis in her notebook. I mean, the mark of Anubis, not the mask. She calls someone and says, I'm in. God, I hate her already. Just leave. <laughs> okay, and that is the midpoint of our episode, so we're gonna go on a little break. I made an Anubis Backwards podcast Spotify, so I think that I'm gonna post on the Anubis Backwards Spotify our um, dance party break playlist. Everyone go have a little bit of a dance party. And we'll be right back. We're back. And Nina and Fabian are in the tunnels. Nina says she wonders how far it goes. They see a pedestal with nothing on it. They wonder what's next. Fabian says the bookcase is marked with taught the god of knowledge and that they get knowledge from books. Nina sees that the books spell out an anagram for Robert. Nina figured out that anagram, like, a little too fast, because she went straight from, like, it must be an anagram to, and the anagram's Robert, in, like, in a minute. And I remember, like, as soon as I said anagram, I was sitting there, like, looking at the letters, and I was like, what does it mean? Not that I'm, like, trying to say I'm smarter than Sabuna, but I'm just, I don't know. Nina doesn't always have a brain cell, so I was surprised when she figured it out so fast. (laughs) Maybe she just knew it didn't spell, it wasn't long enough to spell Sarah or Louisa, or Sarah, yeah, Sarah or Louisa, so she... Her next guess was Robert, and just happened to be a good one. <laughs> Lucky guess, Nina. So, then Nina touches the books, and the pedestal starts glowing. Nina says it's not what's in the books, it's what's on them, and they need to spell his full name. Fabian says Robert Frobisher Smythe is a full name. They start spelling it out with books, and the pedestal glows more. They said that they're missing Frobisher, nine books, and that they think that they must be in the Frobisher Library. I said that they fell from the pedestal right down the rabbit hole. Long story short, it was a bad time. I mean, it was for Fabina, so... <laughs> Maybe I'll make this, that, that part in that video that I'm mentally making in my brain. 
They're trying to leave, they see Victor in the cellar, Vera comes down looking for him, she calls the cellar impressive. Fabian asks what they're doing, and Nia says they're flirting, and then she thinks she heard Victor chuckle. Fabian says, oh, maybe he's in love. They said it was a bad idea to come down here before 10. The lighting in the cellar during, like, day scenes is, like, really pretty. It's cool how they do it. The maybe he's in love line, I hate it here. <laughs> I also hate it here. Fabian then asks Nina how Gren is doing, and Nina says good, and then she told her to ask him how his poetry is going. He says not so good. So St. Cara appears and tells Nina to watch the timepiece. Fabian says, was that her? And Nina nods and says it feels like she's always watching Fabian and puts his arm around her, comforting her, and she leans on his shoulder. I know we discussed this in the first block, but once again, they're literally cuter when they're not dating. It's very tragic. The music playing here was really flirty. Like, I mean, obviously it's flirty because they're being flirty, but like the music playing in the background was real flirty. Also, the watch the timepiece line, I just remember like how much that stuck with me when the show was like airing. Yeah. Also, speaking of asking how Gran is, Gran's going to be pissed that Victor's already got a new lady. How dare he? Somebody break the news. I was going to say somebody break the news for her, but I don't think she can handle it right now. So then the bell rings. Jerome tries to get Alfie to go somewhere with him. He says yes, but then Amber says he can't leave her alone when she's like this. Jerome waves his hand in front of her face and Alfie tells him that he can't come with him. Jerome makes a thumbs down. Amber gets mad at Alfie for letting Jerome get away with making a rude gesture. Alfie says that he thought that she couldn't see and she says it's the sixth sense. So that was Jerome's way of giving her the finger, right? This is the finger in a Nickelodeon <laughs> There is actually genuinely a scene where Eddie gives Mr. Sweet the finger, but he's like sliding a book, but he like slides it with his middle finger. And I'll try to point it out when we get to season three. But oh, it is. It lives. It's it was it lives rent free. So I kind of forgot at this point that like Amber actually can see and she's just like pretending and was like, wow, she has a sixth sense for Jerome. Jamber. So Nina and Fabian run in, they run into Jerome, and they apologize to Mrs. Andrews for being late. She says that they missed class and gives them a detention for Friday. They decide to go to the library to search for books. At the library, Trudy sees that someone has gone through all the boxes. She hears a noise and asks who's there. Nina walks in with Fabian and says hi, and Trudy screams. Trudy says she swears she was gone for two minutes getting her cleaning things, and when she came back, the boxes were open, and what will Jasper say? She says the intruder is still here on the mezzanine. The camera pans to Victor hiding. Victor, you could have been, like, a little more discreet about looking for your book, maybe, and not, like, throw everything all over the place. Fabian asked Trudy what she was going to do, dust them to death? Nina says that they should lock the intruder in and go get help, and they lock the door of Trudy's key. Victor walks down and takes uh, out his Nina key. is really using her hat this week. Like, I'm very proud of her. <laughs> Look at her go. Um, also, Fabian's dust them to death line was very funny. Okay, Jerome meets up with P.I. and... He tells Jerome that he was pretty easy to track down and he went through the trash, handing Jerome a bag of trash. He hands Jerome an address and photo and Jerome says that that is his mother and he knows where she lives because he lives there too. The PI asks why he asked him to find her then and he says he didn't but the PI hands him the piece of paper Jerome gave him and says it says Joan Clark. Jerome says it says John Clark and fires the PI. The PI says that Jerome still has to pay his bill and that he has 48 hours. But what's the consequence? What is this guy going to do if Jerome doesn't pay him? Jerome can just go back and be like, he didn't do his job. He didn't. 
I said Joan and John, that's cute. Also, his mom kept the last name Clark. Do you think just because of her kids had the last name Clark? Oh, maybe. That's a good point. Okay, first of all, how did I forget we technically got a look at Jerome's mom? Second, did that imply Jerome had a cat? Oh, yeah, maybe, because there was, like, cat uh-huh. And third, Poppy's name does not start with a J. Therefore, Poppy is the child of affair, an affair. I will not clarify further. There will be no time for questions. Thank you. Good night. I really love this theory. Watch hmm. <laughs> Poppy's Mr. Sweet's child, and that's the weird thing between Mr. Sweet and John Clark. Oh my god, imagine? We love a secret sister. <laughs> Why am I giving Eddie all these half sip? Why does... Wait, that would make Jerome and Eddie... Oh, I guess they wouldn't be related, no, but... not technically. Like, half... We were joking about Poppy Miller, the <laughs> actress, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, I, ha- I there's not time for questions. Thank you. So then Victor is talking to Corbiere and says that the book is not there and that someone sent him a, a fool's errand, but who? Trudy is on the phone saying Mr. Sweet searched the whole, whole place and she thinks everything is still in the library. Nina has found another book. Fabian says that that makes eight. Fabian is reading a book and found a lending ledger that dates back to the 60s. Nina says that if someone took out the book and never returned it, they'll never find it. Fabian sees Fables of Egypt, Volume 7, was taken out by the bed. Nina asks if that's a quirky bit British she doesn't know about. And Fabian says he doesn't think so. Maybe it's a code. Nina wonders how they'll find out who it is. If someone was secretly trying to steal a book, why would they log it? That's a great question. I'll... Just seems a little sus. Also, the books they're looking for are like huge. They're like the size of their heads. They're big books. Trudy comes down and they close the book. She says Jasper's on his way and she goes, for her sake, everything is still in the library. She looks sad. Nina Mouth, let's go. And she and Fabian leave. So the transition shot that's after this scene and before the next one, for some reason in this shot, they just used a still image and then did like a Ken Burns effect instead of a video. Interesting. So fun fact, that's really not relevant at all. <laughs> but I just noticed it. Who went to film school? The answer will not surprise you. I don't know. Y'all are out here like talking about the lighting, talking about the camera angles. It could be anyone <laughs> at this point. We spent so much time together. We are just becoming... Like, you don't need a film degree. You just make comments about the lighting, the camera angles. You can, you can pretend you went to film school too. <laughs> Amber is reading a magazine with her sunglasses off. Alfie sees her. He says, oh, poor Ams. Must be really difficult not knowing what the celebs are up to. He offers to read it for her and she thanks him, waving it above her head. Alfie starts reading the magazine and is super shocked about everything and it, saying things like, no way, and I can't believe those two people are dating. Amber says, what? She grabs the magazine and says, these shoes and that dress? No, no, no. He asks when she got her sight back and she said that it happened this morning and Alfie says, He's been doing stuff for her all day, and she says he's good at it, and it might be his best feature. Alfie says, yeah, I'm pretty amazing, I guess, and puts his arm around her, which she shrugs off. Alfie attracted to being bossed around, confirmed. Um, Also, I'm just, like, thrown off by Amber shrugging, because obviously it was put there intentionally for her to, like, show that she's uncomfortable with the situation, but I don't know, I guess it just... It's just, like, the whole thing's so weird because, like, she wants to date him, but she doesn't want to date him. Yeah. Like, like she basically pretended to still be blind so that Alfie would, like, do stuff for her. But then when he's trying to be affectionate, she is like, no, get off of yeah, me. Yeah, it's... It... So, like, she just want Alfie to, like, wait on her, but she doesn't want Alfie to, like, actually try to be affectionate towards her? Apparently, it's... 
just like I don't know. I was just like very thrown off by the whole thing. Yeah, their whole dynamic is weird because it's like, does Amber want to date him or does Amber not want to date him? Yeah, exactly. Which I guess you know, I think she we're gonna see her feelings actually start to like grow for him later on, but I'm just uncomfy, I guess, because they have their cute moments, but then there's stuff yeah. like this that happens. It's like, yeah, like you're basically tricking him into waiting on you, but then when he's like, oh, cool, I still care about you, even though you did this, and like, I like spending time with you, even if you do make me do stuff for you, because I kind of like being boxed around. She's like, mm. Mm-hmm. I also said, so this is the next day? Because I was getting confused about the timeline, so it must have been like a day between the first time we saw Amber be blind. Yeah, I think this block started like the next morning. Like, I think Nina and Fabian went down into the like tunnels and it was like first thing in the morning so nina and fabian are then late to mrs andrew's class and apologize and she says twice in one day not good enough nina starts speaking french trisha is impressed joy looks annoyed mrs andrew says she saved herself another detention alfie tells nina nice work and says to amber why does sucking up to old daphne never work for me fabian has a realization and says daphne andrews i said tag yourself i'm nina randomly knowing french also they have mrs andrew's class twice a day (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, well, I guess it, you know, didn't Mr. Winkler teach two different classes? Like, he taught history mm-hmm. and drama, so I guess Mrs. Andrews teaches. Yeah. I think she does. And I forget, we know her other classes, but for some reason it is, like, French and English, like, straight, like, literature. Oh, that checks out. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so, because she's talked about, like, Shakespeare and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but quick, uh, our listeners here, listen to this episode. And uh, tell us what Nina just said in French, because I'm curious, and I don't know a word of French. Yeah, I'll insert a clip, so if anyone here uh, listening knows French, please tell us what Nina's saying. Désolé, Madame Andrews, je vous en prie de pardonner notre retard impoli. Okay, editing Lara here, and I Google translated this based on the subtitles. It seems like she's saying something to the effect of, sorry, Miss Andrews, uh, please forgive us. We're being impolite or something like that. But if you speak French, please let us know. Yeah, I took Spanish and Italian. Did not take French. Could not even try to guess. <laughs> okay, so what's the what the running theme of the Americans speaking French fluently? Because like, isn't Spanish like the default language we learn in America? Yeah. Wait, didn't Katie and Eddie speak French too? Eddie did. We never. I don't know if Katie ever did, but Eddie did. I remember Eddie doing it. Yeah. So, Joyce says to Patricia she doesn't get it. Fabian misses study buddy sessions to spend more time with Nina, but he's writing Joy poems. Patricia says that the poem didn't have Joy's name on it. Joy says she sees her mouth moving, but she's not listening. Patricia is literally so done. (laughs) (laughs) I actually was thinking that Joy's kind of a mood. It's like like when you know what your friend is saying is right, but you don't feel like listening to your friend, so you're like, okay. (laughs) I I choose to ignore you right (laughs) I just, like, really like Joy's energy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably because it's messy. Joy has the most Sagittarius energy of any cancer I've ever met. Truly. And Mara does sometimes, too. But mostly Joy. But we don't know Mara's birthday. So. <laughs> Joy is canonically a cancer, but I feel like her Venus gotta be in <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so Fabian asks Nina, what if the bed isn't a name? It's initials, Daphne Andrews, B.E.D., Bachelors of Education, and points to Mrs. Andrews' diploma, which is hanging in the classroom. Nina says, wee wee. I'm just confused, because who signs their name with their bachelor's degree? Like, should I be like, oh, I'm Brenna Crumble, B.S., B.S. in television? Like, 
No. <laughs> I mean, yes, because it is a BS that my degree's in television, but like, I'm not going to be like, Brenna, Bachelor of Science. Would, I, would it be EKSC for some college? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Decided that right now. I have only seen people ever sign that stuff with like doctor or like a master's degree. And then I said, I'm LSBA in literally social media. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It just, it seems like a stretch that they should be like, yes, bachelor of education. Why did she have a diploma in the class? That too. Why wouldn't she put it? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have an office. I guess it makes sense. It's by her desk. I don't know. Okay, but the funniest thing is that, like, the teachers, like, I mean, it does feel like the teachers have, like, their own classrooms. But, like, literally, there's a shot in season one where it just says classroom outside of the classroom. So it's not like it's her classroom. Yeah. I'm guessing set-wise, this is another tunnel situation where they only have one classroom set and it's just whatever classroom they needed. to Oh, actually, I think they have two. I think they have two because they have one that's got, like, a bunch of windows in the background. It's a scene to the hallway, and then there's, like, this one. They have the normal classroom, and then the one with, like, the, all the tables that they use for, like, oh yes. and, like, other stuff. Well, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's all the same room and they just redecorate They might. They could also, like, shift the angles, so it's possible that, like, one wall has, like, all the, like, the wind, like, the frosted glass windows or whatever. Oh, so then in Jerome's room, Mara walks into the room and asks how it went with the P.I. Jerome says... He's like the ghost of Sherlock Holmes, but more expensive than he owes him for this. And he shows her the photo of his mom. He says that he's just going to chuck it and pulls out the bag of trash that the PI gave him. And then he sees a letter to his mom that was in the trash and opens it looking shocked. Mar asks what it is, if it's from his dad, and if it has an address on it. And Jerome still just looks shocked. Cliffhanger. So that's so that's the end of this episode. Woo-hoo. We made it. So who gets the brain cell this week? I said gasp. Nina? Some, somehow it is Nina. I I don't know what happened. <laughs> is this her first brain cell? <laughs> I think it's her second. I think she got it like early season one and she hasn't gotten it since. Ship of the week? I said Jamber in my heart. Jamber is really the only answer this week. <laughs> what Jamber? Jamber? This is like iconic Jamber. It has to be Jamber. In the game, we're going to play Mad Libs, which Emily's going to lead because Emily has the Mad Libs app. Do we want to do the comeback kit or bowling? The comeback kid. Bowling. Okay, bowling. Uh, <laughs> All right, somebody give me an adjective. Pretty. I need another adjective. Spooky. Spooky, scary skeletons, and sure. I need a third adjective. I'm going with silly. I need a plural noun. Amulets. But are not omelets. I need a number. <laughs> not omelets. Eight. I need an. I, why do I always forget what a noun is? A person, place, or thing. Person, place, or thing. Anubis house. Another noun. Eddie. A plural noun. Um, Sabunas. I need another noun. I'm gonna go with Mick. I need a yet another noun. Summer romance. I really hope. I need an adjective. Flirty. Lady, can you please be careful? Because you're standing like in my cord. Oh, man. Stop asking me for nouns. Vera. Oh, my God. Vera's dog. Adjective. Uh, I suddenly forgot every adjective. Um, tasty. I need another adjective. Seriously? Is seriously an adjective? <laughs> yeah. Serious. I need a noun. <laughs> Corbier. 
I need. I'm really sick of these adjectives. Adjectives. Wait, do I get another yes, adjective? you do. Awkward. I need another noun. Tabed. Oh my god, we made it. We made it. We're done. We're done. We've made it. Bowling. Okay. Bowling is a game in which a pretty ball is rolled along a spooky lane in an attempt to knock over silly wooden amulets. If you knock over all eight pins with your first Snoop's house, you've made an eddy. If it takes two balls to knock down all the Sabunas, you've scored a mick. <laughs> if you ever bowl 300, which is a perfect summer romance, you can expect to be interviewed by flirty sports writers and have your Veer's dog in the tasty newspaper. Bowling is seriously fun for every member of your Corbier, and it's also awkward exercise for developing your Mrs. Andrews. <laughs> that was wonderful. I love doing those. They're always so stupid. But I have a good time. <laughs> Every random house news word we throw in is like, knock down all the sabooners and you'll score a mix. That's Brenna's dream in life. <laughs> to score a mix. Is she gonna knock down all the sabooners? I would, to score a mix. No. Okay, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Hey, actually, we have some end of episode housekeeping. Jade and Nikita both have dual citizenship. Congrats to them. Hey, Louise is starting a van. It's called, <laughs> you can follow them on Twitter at Byron's Music. I think their Instagram might be the same as well. If not, go on her pages. She's been posting about it a lot. We'll keep you updated if they release some music. We'll let you know. Um, voice memos. Just again, we really would love to hear your voice memos. So anchor.fm slash backwards. Oh, also, like, we have have that hot take form, but, like, send in your hot takes to it. Yeah, we will, like, repost all those links on our social medias as well so that um, if anyone wants to send in hot takes or they want to send in voice memos, we can react to them. And we will react live on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on social media at Anubis Podcast, on Twitter at Anubis Backwards Pod, on Instagram and TikTok, Anubis Backwards Pod at gmail.com. And I believe we're just Anubis Backwards Pod on Spotify. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Sabuna. 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 Um, Jamber forever. Logically, we should be dating. Can a girl sit on her friend's knee? There's so much I wanted to say. Where is he at? Is there anyone there? Jamber, you light up my world like no other shit. The way that you flip your hair makes my heart beat skip. I don't actually want to sing this because my singing is bad. Something, something, you don't know. Uh oh, you don't know your shit, bubble. Uh oh, but that's what makes you shit, bubble. Na 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 na.